0: Two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology as always. It's uh, fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The
1: speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech.
0: Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone.
1: Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from Your Tech.
0: Now my advice to people who like this kind of service is and Stephen Fenwick from
1: techguide.com.au I really like this new service, gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere Two Blokes Talking Tech Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice Lots to talk about on Two Blokes
0: Talking Tech This is Two Blokes Talking Tech well it's a pleasure to be sitting next to the great man Stephen Fenwick from techguy.com.au each and every week. Uh, two Blokes talking tech this is, episode, this is episode
1: 297. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, Trevor along with you. G'day, Stephen. Good Trevor. 297. We're getting closer to that 300, aren't we? It's yeah, we've uh, only had one more? 3 to go. We've only had one offer of lunch which we yes, which we're accepting. Yes. Thank you Angus. We'll be there. Absolutely, yes. We never knock back a lunch, the two blokes. <laughs> no. two blokes talking steak is a very possible yeah. spin-off podcast. Yeah, that's one reminder, yeah. Make sure there's a, they, they serve steak or pies or sausage rolls. And chips. And chips, and Trevor will be happy. Yeah. yeah. Very sophisticated palate he's got.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, we're here not to talk steak. We're here to talk tech news of the week, and we'll do it right now here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, the week started with a fairly reasonable story. Facebook um, were outed as having potentially targeted youths, uh, teens, in their lowest of emotional states. This was kind of the basis of the story. Darren Davidson, the Australian, had got access to a – and this is – like it wasn't made up, let's be clear. He had seen a a report that had been prepared um, and presented – to some advertisers or a marketing group. Now, the report was prepared at Facebook by Facebook people internally, but it talked about how they could Facebook could tell whether people were up, down, or thereabouts because of the things they were saying online. This is called sentiment analysis. It's a very common thing online. Um, movie companies use it to determine what people think of movies after they come out. But the very idea that Facebook may be selling ads to people based on their emotional state was outrageous for a start yeah. um, and, and caused, caused great uproar. Now, we have to be clear straight up. Facebook came out very quickly and said, look, the basic premise of the story is completely untrue and we do not and have not got a product available in market for people to target advertising on based on people's emotional state. And you and I know that. If we boost a post on Facebook, you can target all down a granularity of yeah. stuff, but you can't say happy people. It's not available.
1: Yeah, exactly right. But, yeah. mate, where there's smoke, there's fire. They know... Our emotional state. Let's be clear. Yeah, no, t- totally. Yeah, no. This this was a little bit on the nose. This report and the fact that, oh, yeah, yes, it was a, a proposal rather than a plan, but the fact that it was that it was there, the fact that it was someone had actually put some thought into it, and the fact that it was shown to an advertiser or a potential advertiser, really, uh, I think, put distinct. a lot of people offside. It put a lot, and especially when you when you consider, you know, youth suicide and and. That's a massive issue in us, around the world, and to to think that Facebook, if they detect that a user is feeling worthless or insecure, that their first reaction is to pitch an ad to them, yeah, that is that's a little bit now, that's a bit off
0: kilter. I'll be honest, I went okay. What's the alternative view here, right? And I thought there is an advantage. Um, places like the Black Dog Institute, Beyond Blue, Lifeline could yeah. potentially
1: use that. Uh, for our well, absolutely brilliant purpose, right? Could that have been the ad they pitched to them if they're feeling insecure wow. and and feeling? Could that have been something that l- ring lifeline or something?
0: Yeah, absolutely. This could is my it. point, right? So yeah. that that there is one potential use of such technology. Yeah. Now, what they were actually doing, if if I was to kind of summarise or, or assume what was going on at this event where they presented this report or this boardroom meeting, whatever it was, what's Facebook's trying to do is show how much they know about their audience. And I think, Stephen, that's the big learning for me, talking to people on the radio this week and you know, just the announcers on different radio stations, quite shocked and surprised by what Facebook's able to do even without this emotional intelligence, right? Yeah. Because people, ladies and gentlemen of Australia and the world, breaking news, Facebook is free. It's free for a reason. Facebook yeah. is selling you to its marketing partners, just like Channel 9, Channel 10, Channel 7 sell us but in a very different way, you see. The analogy I gave, and it's just raw numbers, but back in the in the days gone by, an advertiser would say, "I've got a thousand bucks. I want to run this ad. And I want to hit a thousand people. Great." And you'd hope that you know ten or twenty of those people would be potential customers. Yeah. Today, you spend four hundred dollars, and you say, "I want to run this ad to men." Age between twenty five and thirty five, yeah. who live in Sydney and have an interest in technology, mm-hmm. uh, and have currently own an iPhone. Yeah. Now that's how close you can be, and so which means your strike rate is going to be higher, your Absolutely. investment is is your return on investment well, is higher, and your overall
1: spend is lower. That's why, the, like there there are algorithms already in place on Facebook that that knows that information, For information that we give ourselves, by the way, like that's information that we've volunteered with our profiles and our settings. But it's that laser targeting of customers that obviously makes Facebook a very popular place to advertise. And yes, like you said, Facebook's a business. It is free. Unless you want them to charge $20 a month to use it with no advertising on it, then for advertising to keep it free is the only way they're gonna go.
0: And you know, Facebook's one of the two biggest media companies in the world. And the other one's not NBC ones Google or HBR, well. it's, Google, yeah, it's Google. Right. Yeah. And the reason Google's number one is because they know so much about you. And I think the clarity here for people is these companies collect information about you anonymously. They don't put your name against it broadly. Facebook obviously does have that information. It doesn't get released so people can't advertise to Trevor Long but they can advertise closely to a profile that suits very, very much me. And on Google... There's, there's two other things that occur and I think people would be familiar with this and maybe shocked and surprised as to how it works but on websites like mine there's a little uh, what we call a pixel there's a there's a bit of code that tells Facebook about you or that you exist and so Facebook can track you across different sites and when and so you go can, and to so Google that's Google right as well and when you go, they, they? call. Isn't that a cookie that follows you around? Yeah, the but browser, browser as cookies? as a website owner, I put a I put a I put a pixel on the screen, and that yeah. that's how it appears to to the user. You don't see it, but it, it puts cookies in your browser. And the best example is Kogan, right? The, the the this. There's no company better at this in Australia, I reckon. You go to Kogan because Bowen, uh, who works with me, was looking for a new TV. I said, mate, just go get a Kogan. It's like it's for outdoors, it's just you know, mm-hmm. just easy. Now, I was looking at 42-inch TVs, and do you think for the last month I haven't had bloody <laughs> on Facebook and Google ads for 42-inch yeah. TVs? Yeah. You do a search right now. Go to go, go to Virgin Australia and search for flights between Sydney and Fiji, right? For the next two days, you'll get ads for flights from Sydney to Fiji, yeah. right? People, people That is how smart they are. So they know what you just searched for. Yeah. They will then offer up ads based but, on that search. But
1: also, like, you got Google ads on your site. I've got one Google ad on my site, and... That changes depending on you, depending on what you guys are looking for. Yeah. Like my dad said to me, he goes, how come that ad is always similar to stuff I search for? I said, well, because it's a Google ad. Like if you, he was researching airfares or something or yeah. hotel prices, I said, well, that's, that's what it does. It sort of follows you around. Yeah. And well, Facebook, getting back to Facebook, we provide the information that they use. So it, it's, we, we provide the bullets to their gun." Yeah. And this, the 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 this uh, the the paper, this this leaked document that revealed those those sentiment that sentiment uh, research, that's based on what we post. So it's not like they're getting that information secretly. It's based on what we provide, the content that we post, the the yeah. pictures and the our, our 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 posts that we put up there. Words are powerful,
0: folks. Words are powerful. And when you say things like damn or upset or how annoying or whatever, those Mm -hmm. things count towards someone making an assessment of your emotional state, right? And so if someone's going to make an assessment of your emotional state, they're going to utilize that potentially in future. Absolutely. I'll tell you how I know mm -hmm.
1: because every time I write up my report after South lose, I always get these ads about, uh, you know, the suicide prevention hotline and stuff like that. No, I'm, not, I'm joking, but the, it, it, it's that sort of. But it's that sort yeah. of sentiment. Like, it's not very hard to work out the sentiment of those posts that I put up there when, especially when they lose. Yeah. So there, there are a lot of keywords. What Facebook for... knows about Stephen Frenick, he's upset whenever South Sydney plays because they're going
0: like bastards.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? I uh, I can't disagree with you, unfortunately. They're but look, going...
0: I, I, here's the other part to this, right? What would you prefer? Would you prefer to be getting ads for cars, like I'm seeing right now? or would i prefer to be seeing ads for feminine hygiene products there's no doubt in my mind i'd prefer to see ads for cars absolutely and yeah. i would prefer that advertiser would prefer that i saw them as well, well.
1: that's what that's what i was going to alluding to before you mentioned the, the the tv radio advertising which is a little bit of a a little bit of a, a scattergun approach to advertising like if if they're spending money on a campaign where the advertiser's got a certain budget and they know that a demographic of a certain show is skewed to men of a certain age, then that's the old way of doing things. That's the scattergun approach. Yeah. But the laser approach would be Facebook or Google advertising. And, and let's let's be clear. Scattergun is still a very
0: valuable part of marketing yeah. because it's a lot of brand awareness, right? Even though someone's not likely to buy that thing today, them being exposed to the brand has big power on them over years ahead. Like think about the power of the Motorola brand, for example. Today it still exists because of what they had with the razors many years ago, yeah. right? So scattergun still works, but the, the laser approach is much more uh, cost effective and return on investment is bigger for the investment in, for the yeah, advertiser. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and as an, a consumer, I would prefer that. I would be amazed if our listeners wouldn't be the same boat. What would you prefer? Um, ads that were re- irrelevant
1: or ads that are targeted. No, Ziggyzagging's well, the agree. hashtag. I agree. targeted ads, but let's look at it from another way. and we're both parents. I've got parents, I'm parents of children that are obviously a little bit older than yours and older than 14 mm. but if your 14 year old son or daughter was being this their state of mind was being monitored mate
0: i'm outraged yeah you'd be
1: upset so that's
0: right so but let me be clear if, if facebook
1: it... introduces the ability for advertisers to target people yeah. based on their Look, emotional intelligence yeah. there's going to be big well, problems it also it also breaks the law in australia i think you can't market to children of a certain age based on certain things and it, there is some advertising uh, ethics rule that they're going to break.
0: Honestly, if I, wanted, if I was to go politics-wise, mm-hmm. like if I was drafting a new advertising standards, I'd say, you know what, I'm sorry. Under 16, you can't target them based on anything but their age. Age and sex, okay? So mm. 13-year-old boys you can target for a certain ad, 14-year-old girls you can target for a certain ad. But you cannot target 13-year-old boys who like a certain interest because at that point in time, their own interests are not purely formed and, cl- frankly, they're clicking on everything, right? Yeah. So I don't believe you can
1: truly know their interests. Plus one other thing too, aren't the kids deserting Facebook anyway? Aren't they all on Snapchat now? Like the th- teenagers. But Remember, Facebook is also Instagram and WhatsApp. Um, I understand, but... There's not many people like Snapchat's still kind of in that demo. Mate. It's still it's people still say really that, popular. but if you
0: tell me Facebook isn't still huge. Oh, of course with kids. it is. Of
1: course it is. It's massive. But um, it, it's like just getting back to the point about of the parent. Like it is it is a worry and you you pointed out on EFTM and I sort of a little bit of instruction as well about how a parent can go in, or if an adult wants to go in too, and turn off those identifiers to make yourself less visible to Facebook. But at the end of the day, if you want to make yourself invisible to Facebook, get off Facebook. Don't be on Facebook because there's no avoiding it. You, if you're on there, they're going to market to you yeah. based on all the information they can get about you. That's just that's just part of this whole system and it's what keeps it free and it's what keeps them running as a business.
0: Couldn't have said it better myself. I love your opinion on uh, Twitter, at Stephen Fennick and at Trevor Long. Love to hear your thoughts. Uh, two blokes talking tech.
1: I can remember not too long ago when Microsoft was best known for its Windows operating systems, and Office, Word, Excel. Office, yeah, producing the Office suite of, uh, of applications. But haven't they really hit a purple patch with their hardware? Mate, the Surface Pro, the Surface Pro tablets, the, the Surface Book, the Surface Studio, and now they've got this brand new Surface laptop, which looks pretty slick. And it's, uh, it's it's running Windows 10 S. It's thin and light. I think it's like 1.4 centimetres thick. It's also got this really interesting fabric around the keyboard. Yeah, it's, the, it's the same this, fabric
0: they have it. on some of the Surface Pro keyboards. You can, yeah. you can get its attachments. Some of the photos from above, I looked at them and went, oh, no, so the keyboard snaps off. It looks like the Surface oh, right. Pro keyboard. Okay. No, it's a proper laptop, yeah. and they've put this fabric around the keys. Genius, because... That's like that's where your hands rest all the time, right? It's a brilliant thing that they've had on other devices. But your point about them hitting a purple patch is absolutely spot on. Because, and I've actually asked Microsoft, "Hang on a minute, what about the ripoff devices? You know, and with respect, yeah. Lenovo's mixed tablet and stuff—they look like the Surface, frankly. You know what? Microsoft don't care because awesome. what Microsoft's doing—software, Microsoft correct? But what they're doing is they're putting pressure on the what they call OEMs, the the other manufacturers, yeah. to just make better stuff." Yeah. Right? Make better stuff that looks good and people will be less drawn to Apple. You can't tell me. And the number one thing I love about this laptop is not the specs, not anything. Yeah. It's the colours.
1: Yeah. Mate,
0: burgundy, like a blue. Platinum. Platinum yeah. is boring because it looks the same. And and you've got a graphite like a, gold. A graphite gold. Yeah. So thank God there's no more rose gold. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's the, mate, you but walk into a school be... with a burgundy laptop, they're going to go, whose is that? Yeah. That's amazing. No,
1: but I think it's on, the, on the style front, the, the design front, it it has really taken it right up to apple like it is uh, while apple's laptops have always looked great now there's a pc laptop that actually looks in the same class and i think in the sea of pc laptops that are out there this really stands out and it's actually priced reasonably i think 1499 um is not a bad starting point for a device that looks this good and has this kind of power mm and made by Microsoft. you think about it, Apple computers run Apple software, then how good is it going to be for a Microsoft laptop to run Microsoft software? So let me bring them down a peg, though, and let's talk price, right?
0: $1,500 is a lot for a laptop. You can buy $800 laptops that have got a Core i5 processor, but it's beautifully designed. It's super thin. It's super light. However, it doesn't run Windows 10 runs Windows 10 S, which essentially, and it dumbs it down a lot for me to say this, but it's like a Chromebook, right? A Chromebook is a web-based a, application, like right? Windows 10 lot. You can't yeah. put a USB stick in and install Adobe Premiere. Even though it's, you can get an i7 version of this thing, mm. you can't run Adobe Creative Cloud. What the hell's the point of having an i7 processor? So this
1: is, so this is like an education play for the yeah. students,
0: yeah. 100%. Like, you can't tell me your kids wouldn't love that at uni or high school. Absolutely. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. So I think no, no. Well, the it, I think it's released June the fifteenth from yeah. through Harvey's and JB Hi-Fi, but the I just, I just really like the look of it. Like it, it, Microsoft has really, I don't know who their design their design team is nailing it. It's has an English accent, probably yeah. at least yeah. in the voiceover. He will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, they make a little video like that. I don't think they do that like oh, Apple do that. Johnny, eyes must be warming up for something soon, will really, or for know, Apple? I
0: might check that, but there was a couple of videos on the market. Yeah, website. Yeah,
1: but it looks pretty slick. And one thing I noticed on the right-hand edge was like a wide slot. Is that a memory? I could not find in the specs that it had a memory card slot, but it looked like a slot. Is that... Is that
0: fixated on that memory card aren't you mate? Well, <laughs> is that one of HP the... Spectre didn't have it he's upset?
1: Well, we're going to be talking about that later but um, like the the, the connectivity that they've listed here is you yeah, obviously USB they've also got a mini display port they've got a headphone jack and a surface connect port is that what that is the, the slot a oh. surface connect port? Yes. Wonder what that is. Yeah, so that that can take is that the you can use the surface dial as well with this that new product that, yeah, was that doesn't need a port. Chair. That's well, Bluetooth. I'm wondering what the hell it is. So I'm keen to get my hands on this thing and check it out. Well, we will get our hands
0: on it um, probably late uh, May. Have a good look at it. Fifteen hundred bucks is a pretty. It's, I think it's a high starting point, mate. But I think that the people are prepared to pay that price when you look at the number of MacBooks going around. <laughs> yeah. And for an ultrabook with a big brand on it like this, it is cheaper than any Mac you can buy. That's the point, right? Yeah. 13.5 inch screen to Pixel Sense touchscreen display. And again, so touch a... you look at all the ads, all the images, yeah. they've got a person touching it because that's what Apple doesn't have. Yeah, exactly. Well, you yeah, know, been there and done that. I'm of, telling you, they're stupid.
1: Of points of difference that, you know, that that's what you want to highlight, isn't it? Things that you're I, I, I'm waiting to see. The marketing for this, because I remember when the Surface Pro Four was out, Mm. and they said, "Oh, here's what your Mac, this what your MacBook Air can't do." Yeah. And the Surface Pro was the Surface Pro that was doing those ads with Microsoft. Original Surface. Yeah. So they were they were showing the differences between Surface Pro and my Mac can't do that. Will they do go the same way with this? We'll find out, I guess. We will. Two blokes talking tech.
0: Well, we live in a world where our connected devices have become an indispensable tool in our lives. Introducing the Netgear Nighthawk X10 Smart Wi-Fi Router. Built using the latest in Wi-Fi technology, the X10 allows users to get faster Wi-Fi speeds on multiple devices simultaneously, and it's perfect for 4K streaming, virtual reality, and super-fast data transfers. The X10 features the latest 11AC and 11AD network technology, allowing users to wirelessly transfer data at 4.6 Gig per second. This means your 4K video will take seconds, not minutes, to transfer. The Nighthawk X10 smart Wi Fi router is also built to meet the needs of today's connected home. From connected deadbolts, smart lights, Arlo Wi Fi cameras, the four powered active antennas reduce interference and intelligently direct Wi Fi across large distances. The Nighthawk X10 is also the first router with Plex Media Server built in. Plex organizes all your video, music, and photo collections and gives you instant access to your content. Using an always on router. Wirelessly stream 4K to any device jitter free for the ultimate family movie night. The Netgear Nighthawk X10 smart router contains a quad core processor for unparalleled speed and power to keep up with your fast paced lifestyle. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Nighthawk X10, the world's fastest Wi Fi router. Two Blokes
1: Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech
0: with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Do you use acorns? I do not use acorns. I'm aware of acorns. But... An outrage, mate. I've saved a lot of money. I've oh, saved $1,600 that, yeah. using acorns. And and let's go back to the start. There's a new feature so to the product.
1: Shout lunch then or something? Or what are you going to do? No. 1600 Angus is shouting lunch. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, but you can shout lunch too. We're 1600 in, well, in what, the. Have never shouted you before? You have. I've shouted you too sometimes, mate.
0: Sometimes. <laughs> But
1: who's counting? No, no.
0: So um, the premise of the app, let's go back to you know 18 months ago when they launched here, is that you link your bank account to it and it reads your bank statements on the go. Like in real time, it's reading what you're spending. And if you spend you know $2.90 on a, on a coffee, you, well, I don't know what coffee's cost, but that'd be cheap, wouldn't it?
1: Cheap, yeah, $3.50, 4 right, dollars okay.
0: it, It'll round up the $0.10, cents, the $0.50, cents, whatever, to the next dollar and it'll put that in an investment account. So it opens an investment account for you with some sort of portfolio thing, um, which I'm sure there was fine print. I just clicked yes, um, and the <laughs> only thing you and do is choose. Yeah, yeah, you choose. Do I want to be aggressive or you know, yeah. uh, or, or safe with my investment? And now, what did you choose? aggressive. <laughs> um, and so it rounds. <laughs> If like there was any doubt, aggressive, oh, aggressive, aggressive. I'm like, who cares? I agree could honest. have
1: seen the expression on your face. It's a shame this isn't TV, but uh, anyway. Anyway,
0: aggressive it aggressive. is. And um, so, you know, over time it's taking five cents here and there. And the other thing I did in the setup, I said, oh, all right, I'll, I'll put in five bucks a week because you can put in like a nominal weekly amount. Yeah. I assume that the you roundups. a
1: weekly amount or a lump sum. Yeah.
0: yeah. You can do one of three things. The, yeah. the roundups, the weekly amount, the lump sum. And you can do yeah. a lump sum at any time. You can do the weeklies ongoing and do the roundups as you go as well. Yeah. Now, I assumed that my five bucks a month would be my savings and the roundups would be just a couple of bucks. Now, after 18 odd months, I've saved $300 through the $5 a month roundup of okay. savings, which is awesome. That's 300 bucks. Yeah. I've saved $1,100 through roundups yeah. and I've made 150 bucks. With in the investment growth, the aggressive investment, yes, aggressive plus thirty odd dollars worth of dividends, which have gone back into the into the account. Sweet. So sixteen hundred bucks, mate, in eighteen months. Now that's not it's not going to buy a new house, right? But uh, you can know, pay, can pay for things. Most yeah. people aren't saving sixteen hundred dollars in eighteen no months, right? No so I look at it and go, do you know what, pretty cool. But then what they've done is go, hang on a minute we've got your bank statements right we know what you're spending yeah. let's help you and so they've created algorithms and artificial intelligence that read your bank statements and says right you're spending this much a month on groceries this much a month on petrol this much a month on chocolate i oh, mean no, probably not chocolate, chocolate. specifically yeah. <laughs>
1: But how much is that on your account? Yeah. That was <laughs> ten thousand a month. <laughs>
0: um, but, but it knows, right? And so it—it it, yeah, it goes it, back. So
1: your banks, because you use your card to pay for everything. Yeah. So does it? Does it know? Like if you go to—I know where you buy your chocolate too, by the way. We're at the petrol station. Yeah. So it wouldn't wouldn't. No, it, it would say it, you're it, spending. It, it, would it would say, puts, geez, you're spending a lot on
0: fuel. Yeah. It, it put. It'll probably put that under travel, right? Let's be right, clear. Okay, okay. But it's breaking it down for you. So that and what it does, it tells you how you're tracking. It says this month you're, you're doing. Well on groceries. Well, this month you've spent more on groceries. This month you haven't had as much fuel. Yeah, Yeah, I normally pay for petrol. Comes in the car. Yeah, yeah. but but (laughs) that's that's a G up. I've got long term vehicles. I'm I'm putting petrol in them. Um, but it's actually quite useful to go. You know what you're doing well. You're not doing so well. And here's the other thing: it can it can predict your cash flow because it knows. You know you pay Vodafone every month, mate. You pay Foxtel every month. You do these things. You're going to spend this much on groceries at least. So it can actually predict. Where your cash flow is going to be, and when you're going to run out of cash. Yeah, like it's really useful information, and critically, that's for the young folk, mate, because they suck at financial millennials, planning.
1: Well, they reckon that a lot of millennials, like especially when they get to the end of their pay cycles, like a lot of, oh, yes. like when, when I was working at Newsland, but I used to get paid weekly, which was so unusual. Like uh, all employees used to get paid monthly, but I, for my whole t- employment there, I was paid weekly, which was, uh, for, but a lot of other people normally get paid monthly. And we towards the end of the month, people are scraping the bottom of the barrel. They're really skimping and trying to trying to save their money. I had so, a former employer that switched from fortnightly to monthly or did some bloody yeah. thing.
0: And, and then when I left, suggested that I owed them money. I said, Listen, that was three <laughs> sue, years ago. That was three years ago. Really? Good luck. How could you, you owe them money? Because they, you know, they stuffed up the calculation. They paid me too much, apparently. I said, Listen, no. if you paid, it was like two grand. Your problem. I said, Listen, if you paid me two grand extra, I think I'd remember. Not my problem. I, I think I'd remember. Anyway, we we. Don't anyway,
1: know. yeah. Well, the the, the this feature the, that it sort of looked at this research about millennials and how they a lot of them claim to have a budget yet seventy percent can't stick to it and mm-hmm. so and especially in light of what what the discussions been in uh, like on talkback and and housing affordability and people as uh, people young people saying oh there's no way we can afford a house and we can't do this and. I just think this really highlights the the reason, the the the, the fact that yes, you, you probably can afford a house if you cut back on a couple of things. Like there's, there's when when we were younger and we had the same struggles. Houses cost x amount of dollars. We earned y amount of dollars. Interest rates were a lot higher. Like oh, I bought my first place, it was 17% interest. Mm. So now the interest rates are lower. So I think that with, with these savings, it, it wouldn't be hard for a millennial to save enough money for a deposit. Because, look, don't go out every night. Stay home one night. And also, or, well, I'll tell things. you what, my my finances are the tab
0: in this in this app that, that helps with this. You will be contesting that Millennials will be saying, "I oh, don't go out too much." What? What? Yeah. How much do you spend? Uh, ask the the next millennial you see. Ask them how much they spend on on alcohol or going out or cigarettes or whatever it is they're spending they spend it on. Lot. Right? Yeah. They Reduce if they can't it. if they can't put a number on it, they can't make it better. Right? Yeah. So if you can't tell me how much smashed avocado you're buying a month, <laughs> then you can't save
1: yeah, but, on but smashed that, avocado. That's the whole point, I think, of of anything. Like even when you get a Fitbit, if you want to get fit, you need to you need a base point. You need to know where you're at. So this provides that where you're at situation so that, yeah, okay, you want to go around the world already or you want to buy a really nice car now, Mm. well, if you, that's why you're not going to afford a house because you want all that good stuff, stuff that we all waited for, we we, were drummed into us, save up for that, do it later, put a deposit on a house. They're doing it the other way around. Millennials... And correct me if I'm wrong, they're the ones who are going on these exotic trips and it's all about lifestyle and they're, they're buying their nice cars or whatever they want to do. Well,
0: they're and renting then, an apartment in the eastern suburbs yeah. or they're looking for a house in the eastern suburbs. Well,
1: are you kidding right. me? Well, exactly. Blacktown. Exactly. Well, look, well, you've got to start somewhere. And no one's going to give you your deposit. You need to save it. I think this is a great example. And when what the One of the reasons I wanted to write this story for Tech Guide was because the way it was pitched to me about the hell of millennials and they struggle to save and it was at the same time where this housing affordability story was coming up, I think that's a great idea and would give them the opportunity to see, well, yeah. where the hell is my money going? Yeah. How much have I got there to put aside And what can I do? I'll be honest, there's another
0: great app called Pocketbook. It's an Aussie app that does a very similar thing. It analyzes your account and gives you these warnings and tells you you've overspent or you're going to spend more or whatever. Mm -hmm. But this does then both things. This creates your little – little. remember, a coin jar as you walk in the door is only as good as the restriction on you putting your hand in there and taking the coins out. And I've got to tell you, when when you use Acorns and you install it, don't look at it. Don't look at it every month if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. You'll you might be surprised, and that's mm. that. I was genuinely surprised by my five bucks a month and roundings, and and I've said this on the radio, so it's not a surprise. My wife had no idea it was happening.
1: Hey, no idea it was happening it, you kept it from the misses have you. Oh,
0: you know, I'm not a secret, but she knows now. It's all on the radio, <laughs> but but she had no so idea it was happening, and, nice, and we didn't notice it. Right, yeah. so we as a family didn't notice yeah. these roundings. Which, if you think about it, five bucks a month is twenty bucks. So it's probably eighty dollars a month. Around it would it be
1: fair to say that was something you casually did? Yeah, right. Imagine if you did it more formally. Yes, you could make a serious saving. Yes. You could save a fair chunk of cash. Yes, if I stopped her going to Kmart. Every month, yeah, and you we would save some serious if cash if you sort of stuck. If you resisted the the impulse to buy her of beautiful, mask. beautiful Mother's now, Day presents, I'm talking about at the Should've service seen how station much that cost Jesus.
0: <laughs> traveling so much this month, I thought about a flash out. Yeah, whoopsie! But, uh, but if
1: you if you always can, ask the price before you pay, that's yeah, my exactly top right. tip today, if, folks. Yeah, exactly. But if you you could you be able to pay for her Mother's Day gift ten times. If you just resisted that little the impulse shelves near the counter when you're paying oh, yeah. for your petrol, do you want to talk about Phantom Comic Comics? Hey, boy, oh, I only, only pay. <laughs> I pay three three dollars fifty a fortnight for my Phantom Comics, mate. That's investment. What about eBay? Oh, yeah, yeah, invest- three dollars fifty a fortnight
0: plus your eBay habit and this crappy Star Wars <laughs> merchandise everywhere. Well, hey? you know what? it's an investment.
1: It's, it is an investment. It's, well, my fandom Comics is definitely an investment. That's uh, that's that's going to be. Uh, it's going to be my superannuation fund. Well, I want you to
0: live forever, but in yeah. your will, um, when your kids sit down and they've, they've mourned your passing okay. and they sit down and they go, oh, crap, the Star Wars stuff. When's council clean up?
1: <laughs> I'll be turning in my grave if they do that, mate.
0: Two blokes talking tech. Well,
1: it's my turn, is it? <laughs> and you're going to edit that? Promise me you're going to edit that bit out. No you're going to edit that bit out. Okay, well, because I was actually actually I spoke a bit more in that one than I normally do, so I thought it was my turn that previous one, but now it's my turn talking about Huawei. Huawei's P10 and Pete they are bringing out the P10 Plus, which is which they, we didn't get any pluses last with year. That P9 Plus, exactly right. Well, I'm I'm really happy to hear that because you know I love a big screen. I know you're happy with the P10, P10 Plus will be my device of choice. But what Huawei have done is they've announced the pricing for the P10 uh, and P10 Plus, and they've disappointed the two blokes. And well, you know what? The Huawei, you got to remember, are the number three brand in the world. So you're not talking a, a lower brand. They're, their market shares increase year on year. So they're a player. They're a player in the market. And I think it was announced today the P10 won some prize, a design award or something. And, mm. and uh, the P10 and P10 Plus are flagship phones. It's fair to say it's Huawei's flagship device the P10 which goes on sale May 25 is going to be 899 bucks and the P10 plus is $1,099, so that's $200 extra than the P10. Yeah, so the the
0: P10 Plus is like $150 less than the, the big guys and the P10 is $200 less than the big guys. But Simple as that, right? Get,
1: with the P10 Plus, you get the uh, the Dual Lens Pro Edition, so you get slightly better camera with the bigger one. It's like, like the 7 Plus. You get a better camera with the 7 Plus, yeah. the iPhone. So, I think so May the, the 25th, period. Optus,
0: Virgin, Mobile and Vodafone stores. Uh, oh, look, 899 is still a great price. I'm I'm yet to make a decision on whether or not it makes it as so. The phone is outstanding. I'm oh, no bones about it. The camera yeah, outstanding. Good, good. Price excellent. Seven ninety nine was outstanding, right? And so if I when I was you know picking a best smartphone, but just generally let's, let's talk it up and say right, Samsung, Apple. Assume the Apple's amazing again. Samsung's amazing. On price. That's what pushed Huawei up the top yeah. for me. Seven ninety nine was like, oh my god, price. Yeah. Eight ninety nine
1: is 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 not still but oh my god. Did the P nine did the P nine start at seven ninety nine or yes. did it go eight ninety nine and come launched across? at seven ninety nine? Really? Okay. So this is a hundred dollars
0: more than last yeah. year's phone.
1: Well,
0: and on. I'm going to tell you, yeah. it's it it's not. Amazingly better than last year's phone. Yeah. It's an improvement, no doubt. There's some technology with the camera. They're really screwed up cool. putting the fingerprint scanner on the front.
1: Yeah, so it was on the back before, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. And Perfectly positioned. Isn't that funny how we've seen with Samsung and presumably Apple are going to do the same? The fingerprint scanner is going to go to the back. And well, the P11 is going to have to go to the back as physical well. Physical home buttons are going to be extinct. Like yeah. the. the so it is an odd move, but still not not taken away from the device. The, the, I think the home button still has some kind of touch. There are some touch features with it. Remember, you can you, you swipe it, They're touch it, it it's it's
0: not it's not smart, mate. It's not yeah. smart and and you know what? I, uh, it, anyway, so all the details of the p ten are on on our websites. but the the other thing before I talk about the oppo phone from this week is, I'm going to make a little prediction here. I think we're going to see a second run of 2017 phones. I reckon at like E4 or something, we might have to see, at the very least, announcements or leaks of phones because people like Huawei and even HTC are going to have to match what Samsung is doing in the market. Can they wait a year? Before they bring they will, out the big screen, well,
1: isn't isn't the other big with the LG and stuff? Yeah, uh, is, isn't the other big device for Huawei the Mate phone? Like don't forget they got the P. Yeah. Phone, so what I'm saying so is, the will Mate they go phone. the eighteen nine ratio? Yeah. Before I, I, Barcelona. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I, I think well, I think everyone is, I think we're seeing a trend here. Like Samsung, obviously LG with the G six, presumably Apple. And well, I think that's going to be the next the next run we're going to see the next movement and ev- evolution of the phone yeah. is the big screen, eighteen by eighteen by nine, just giving you more screen with a smaller footprint. I think that you'd have to do that. Like yeah. I'm, I've just gotten, I've been using the Samsung and I've I've gone back to the iPhone and the iPhone feels uh, like that that physical home button. Is it seems wow you know there's all this space down here you can use it does it does I've got to say the S8 has made the iPhone look a bit old yeah. and no doubt as I said Apple is going to bounce back with something pretty special where we can presume but yeah I'd say it'd be it'd be a no-brainer that these companies would follow yeah. that have to they have to do it I just wonder if they follow out of sequence
0: so the other phone this week was from Oppo. Uh, the A fifty seven, now not a not a name I'd heard before, but it kind of replaces the F1S from what I can tell. This is a 5.2 inch phone, $328. Now it's got the same design as the you know the R9 that we've seen. Yeah. So it's got that iPhone-looking design. Yeah. Um which,
1: which frankly the the Huawei P10 does as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, P10 looks like an iPhone.
0: Sixteen megapixel front camera, thirty megapixel rear camera. You know, it's it's got an octa core processor and all this sort of stuff, so it's got all like listed good, but obviously it's not going to be as good as even an R nine, yeah, but or, or any others. Wise, but yeah, Mate, yeah. for three hundred and twenty eight dollars, this awesome. is for so
1: many people. JB HiPhone Office Works. This is the kind of phone people are buying outright in those stores. Without sounding like a current affairs story, there's never been a better time. To buy an affordable smartphone because there's great deals all, all to be the had. Deals to be had, but let them no, in, in on the secret that we but, do stings. Yeah. <laughs> but all, but all the things that you've that we saw in the flagship phones two, three years ago, are now in a phone that costs three hundred bucks. Imagine, like the, the the technology now in that entry level is amazing. Nice. You're getting a you're getting great value at that at that entry level, and, and the Oppo, uh, what's it called, the R. Uh, a57, A57 yeah. is just another example. Like, well, I think we had – do we speak about the Huawei, the GR5, GR5 last yeah. week, the Alpo R9S? Yeah. You've got all these phones. Alcatel have got a great range of phones at affordable prices. And, you know, look,
0: yeah. I um, you're obviously a big listener to Your Tech Life. I know that and I appreciate your support, Stephen. But um, you've, probably, you've probably not heard because you don't listen. Um, Rob, <laughs> our, our, our regular listener and mate Rob, who I sent um, the a A7, the Samsung A7. I said, mate, I want you to switch from iPhone to this, right? So, over a month, he switched and I don't want to spoiler alert happy with the Android phone now, but will buy a new iPhone when it comes out, Uh right? So, then I said, here's your next challenge I want you to use the A57. So in, he'll have, by Monday, he'll have it in his post box, the A57. This is a $328 phone. Very interested to see from an average Joe, sorry, mm-hmm. Rob, whether or not you really notice the difference in your day-to-day life between a $800 a, A7 Samsung to a $328 Oppo. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm almost confident that there'll be things that he wishes were better, course, yeah. but that he doesn't miss.
1: Well, it's like, look, I'm going to use the car analogy here, that you can't expect... Uh, a Hyundai – is, is it the i30? They're that the, is uh, –
0: we're, we're currently at the launch of that, right? Now, Chris yeah, Bowen's at the launch the of the i30. new one. i30.
1: If you – your expectation when you buy an i30 is a certain way, but if you're – it's not going to be – you're not going to have the expectation if you buy an i30 that it's going to drive like an S-Class Mercedes-Benz, are you? Not the, not you're,
0: really. gonna,
1: you're not going to have that expectation. Yes, no, you are not. You know what I mean? So you, you're going to spend 800 bucks on a phone – And three hundred bucks on a phone, then realistic expectations. Of course, the camera is going to be better on the. Play that out, right? Why do you think there are still
0: so many people buying the the cars at lower price points? Because a they can't afford the higher lease prices, i.e., contract prices in mobile terms, and b they work, mate. Get you from A to B. Does what we need to do. Got Bluetooth. It's got everything you need. But the thing is, amazingly. What we've got in Australia up until now is a, a, a nation full of people buying BMWs and Mercedes on contract that, no, that, yes, they can afford it, yeah. but Jesus, you could save some money if you just drove a you Hyundai could, or a but, Mazda. Yeah,
1: it is it is a, a, a savvy tax ploy too for some people for to, to buy a high-end car and sort of reduce your taxable income. Yeah, There's a whole complicated thing about it. But just to put it in plain, in simpler terms, and use the car analogy again you're either a car person or not. Car person, yeah, they're going to spend a bit more, buy a nice car. Yes, yeah. And the, the non-car person is it gets me from A to B, I don't care, and it does it exactly- the job. That's exactly – And it happens with the phones as well. Yeah. Like you're, you're either a phone person or you just want something for calls and texting for,
0: which, which for doing stuff.
1: Which is why it was, it was really interesting to talk to Rob and say, rightio, you're happy
0: with it, you, you love the phone, it's good. Mm. But you're still going to buy an iPhone. I could tell. I could just hear it in his voice. He's still going to buy an iPhone because there's that lust, that that allure to, to course, the uh, it's Apple ecosystem. It is. It's a powerful ecosystem. brand. It a is. Powerful brand. It so, is. Is. so, still some great value out there. Um, details of the Huawei on both our websites and oppo at eftm.com.au. Um, A couple of quick ones before we wrap up. Uh, Late last year, Vodafone announced they were going to start selling NBN uh, plants, fixed-line broadband, if you like, uh, sometime in 2017. We still don't have a date. But interestingly, they've been quite smart. They've put out an expression of interest. When I saw the press release, I thought, I don't really care about your network provider and all that kind of stuff. But what they mean is public expression of interest. They want the public to say, I'm interested in NBN services. Um, Here's my address. Keep me in the loop. And what they're doing going to build here is a database of people who are interested in their services. So they can then a survey them to find out what would what would work price-wise, mm-hmm. uh, data-wise, inclusions-wise, value and all that kind of stuff. I think this is really smart and interesting because what we're going to see over the next 12 months is some really strong price aggression. From people like Vodafone, we've already had it a bit from MyRepublic, but MyRepublic are great, but they're not really getting cut through in a you know you know mainstream sense. So you've got Vodafone, and I put in the in my story on EFTM, I put my interview with Inyaki, the CEO of Vodafone from last year, because he said to me uh, words along the lines of, you know, they don't have the legacy plans that Telstra have. So compare Telstra and Optus, who yeah. have ADSL plans that are you know seventy dollars a month. Um, and then they got higher ones at $100 a month. Well, they can't suddenly come in and make their NBN plans be $40 a month and $60 yeah. a month because all their ADSL customers are going, I hey, know what the hell's going on over here? Yeah. And th- so they have to maintain that price point. Mm-hmm. And then they, they create a margin for themselves they're not going to walk away from, whereas Vodafone can go, um, seventy bucks a month, 100 meg speed, unlimited yep. data, and knock a,
1: yourself out. I'm hoping that being a mobile customer helps if you're exactly. a mobile customer. they can bump they can do some yes. bundling. So, have they specified what Nothing. type of connection? Just, just they wanna, they wanna just be able to just sell you an internet, like sell the the NBN wherever yeah. you live. Yeah, they're
0: gonna sell NBN wherever you live, yeah. um, which is what all providers do. They sell you NBN no matter where you live, but um. That we don't know yet whether it's going to require you to be on a bundle or whether there's going to be any hooks or hitches well, I'm like sure that sure
1: there'd be some attractive deals to be done if you bring your mobile over you get a 20% discount or yeah. you know, like Telstra do it. Telstra and Optus give you discounts if you bundle in your mobile okay. with the with the broadband plan so Vodafone are seeing there this is an opportunity to to match those other telcos in this
0: space so my, my reminder to people here is that my advice is continually do not sign to a contract. With the NBN because the NBN is your first chance to break away for a very long time. Sign a contract and you're locked in, and you know you know you'll just renew when it comes. Now it's going to cost you more. I just signed up. Just calm down. I just signed already. I just signed up for NBN with iPrimus. Um, My NBN will become available on the 26th of May. Um, I might not. Three weeks away. Yeah, I know. I might. It might come on that date, so we
1: might might be overseas when it when it comes. What's what's the type of NBN? HFC, the cable. Okay, so they're just going to reuse your HFC cable. Yeah, I'll just get a new modem, basically. Yeah, right. And the NBN will be working. So no wonder you're getting it soon. They hardly have to do any work at your house.
0: Yeah, but there's three million homes to get at HFC. They've got to do them slowly but surely. I understand. So it's I've got HFC it's, cable here, but it's rubbish. Apparently. Yes, I know. We've talked about it, yeah, mate. It's rubbish. Yeah, rubbish. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Optus. Yeah, I've got the Optus <laughs> cable as well. Um, apparently, you can't have two NBN connections. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what's interesting is I've lost my train of thought, and it doesn't matter. No, I'm, I'm having to pay a higher price. Right, yeah, having to pay a higher price for that one month commitment. So if I, if I was to stay with them for just one month, it would be stupid. But I'll stay with them for three months and then I'll switch to someone else and then I'll mm-hmm. see how their speeds are and I'll switch to someone else and see how their speeds are until I find the provider
1: yeah. that I like the most. Here's a question. Yeah. You, your NBN is going to be delivered via the HFC cable outside your yep. door, yep. right? If you sign up to a particular plan, say you sign up for a 25 megabits, up, oh, 100 meg, 140, 140 okay, yep. 140 down, 100 up, 100, 100 down, 48. 40 up, They're using the same infrastructure no matter what company you go with. No, no, that's right. But then what happens is that infrastructure connects
0: back to what's called a point of interconnection. And so all of our our homes go back to, I think there's 100 points of interconnection across Australia. And it's there that then the NBN kind of infrastructure breaks away and the telco has to have their own internet connection. And so if your telco has a crappy internet connection, You'll get slow speeds, you get a bottleneck. Yeah. If your telco has a massive bit of bandwidth there, you'll get good internet speeds, which is
1: why the ACCC is going to investigate and monitor yeah. all the telco. We've spoken about that. And so isn't it, isn't it then, don't the big companies, the existing companies, have the advantage here then? Like how, no. how's Vodafone gonna fare here then?
0: Because Vodafone will already have backhaul across the continent yeah. for their for their, for mobile, their mobile network, network. right? Yeah, right. Um, and and also It's a a useful question. I I do think Telstra will probably have the best uh, overall network, but Telstra is also going to get the overwhelming bulk of customers right. So if they've got massive pipes and 42% of the country go in them, well, that doesn't help if, if, if my Republic have a you know medium-sized pipe and bugger all people use it then the speeds are going to be great yeah so no it's no guarantee that the big guys and that's why the little guys are frustrated by the ACCC. if the ACCC C don't monitor the little guys how can they get publicity for how good their speeds
1: are absolutely and you you're already a Telstra cable customer at home yeah. so you're gonna you're switching to a Telstra NBN plan or, or who, no, I promise who, sorry, I promise and they're hundred hundred down 40 up yeah is does that compare to your Telstra monthly yeah. price?
0: Yeah, I'm, look, I'm paying 120 now for a bundled Telstra thing. It's giving me a landline, all that crap. I don't want the landline. It's 109. It'd be it'd be 99 if I if I went on a 12 month contract. So but I'm paying a premium
1: nine because you haven't signed to it a long term. Like yes, 12, it'd be ninety nine dollars a month if I signed to a twelve month. You don't want to lock into that in case that the speeds don't meet meet up. But if they promise you hundred megabits per second, or up, is it up to hundred megabits per second? Correct. That's that's just the potential. Yeah. And
0: so what the MBN says, you should ask your telco what they what their average peak speeds are. Yeah. So there's no guarantee you're going to and get up. what 100- Are their average peak speeds? I they're haven't asked. That.
1: No. Jeez. And what about... well? Because,
0: oh, mate, oh, there's few, very few people on cable. I, yeah. I, I just assume
1: I'm going to be getting... Is idiot. that unlimited as well? Unlimited data? Yes. Okay. Because I think don't Telstra offer like a... Terabyte. I've got a Terabyte, yeah. Is that, is that kind of... Do you ever use a Terabyte? Yeah, I data? get close, mate. I get yeah. 800, yeah. See all that chicken and corn you download, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Two bucks talking tech. Well, we have another major... Financial institution that has finally joined Apple Pay, and it is HSBC. Mate, you're you're as bad as
0: Apple. When I got the phone call to say I've got news, I went, Oh, oh my god! She, no, it's just HSBC. <laughs> it's like, Oh my god! I mean, it's HSBC is a big bank. It's good news for Apple. It's good news for the bank, but it's not one
1: of the big three. Yeah, well, that's, uh, they're kind of still conspicuous by their absence, aren't they? We're, we're still t- we're talking about Combank. Westpac and National Australia Bank who were part of a a consortium who were battling, cartel battling against uh, with the uh, to the ACCC to take on Apple on as a as a unit cartel the <laughs> But HSBC, uh, another one has joined, has joined the, uh, the group. And look, I think, look, let, let's be fair dinkum, is it, is it going to take ComBank long? Is it going to take these other institutions long? Because most of the comments on my story about this were, damn, ComBank, Westpac, they're all bagging their yeah, well, institutions who weren't on it. Once again, I'm just going to say to people,
0: Switch. Change banks. I got a tweet tonight from a bloke called Grant, who's a regular uh, tweet tweeter and listener. I think. Finally moved my credit card from Westpac. Had it for twenty years to ANZ because of Apple Pay. Loving it. Yeah. Well, hello. And then you know uh, Simon uh, said to me, three quarters of the big four, uh, three, three out of four of the big four have been idiotic by, idiotic by holding out. Worldwide numbers show Apple users use more. Mobile pay considerably more than any other operating system. Yeah. The and fact is, they're now they're Security. now holding out purely because they don't want to look like dicks because of the A action, right? Yeah.
1: They're just holding out. But, but, but surely that they're, they're like they are holding out just to sort of save a bit of face. But that's what I'm saying. The, 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 there's there's got to be a time where they think, you know what? It's it's time we've got to we just got to do it. That's correct. It's coming. Would, would you say that would be safely predict that we'd see Combank, Westpac, National Australia Bank on Apple Pay in 2017? I'm going to be honest with you. I think we'll see one of them. And I'm hoping it's Combank.
0: I reckon Westpac. Westpac, really?
1: No. Why do you say that?
0: Just gut feeling. Yeah. Gut feeling. Westpac will got moved. Or, or NAB. I think Combank are. So smart. They're such a smart company. They're they're so proud of their own innovation. They don't want to go there, right? They still
1: believe firmly yeah, they don't need to agree. But here's here's what's going to happen. These three that have been in cahoots for the last little while, they won't go together. One, one of them well, will break. That's free. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Once one moves, and it, let's let's use the example. Like your your tweeter was saying, he's been with Westpac for how long? He's gone to another bank for Apple Pay, right? If one, all it takes is for one to go. And they, they, I reckon it, it, it's—they like, will follow. No, it's it's like it's like the last lap of the 800 of the Olympics. Everyone's sort of pacing, and then someone's going to make a break for it. Someone's going to have a crack. Yeah, and it's like they, Kieran, you takes, know, at the, at the in the cycling, is it Kieran the one where they yeah, ride where they're, they're, real, right, they're real they're slow, each other, yeah, and real slow, a mushka? Well, they go, Bush, ah. yeah. well that, that's what's going to happen because all it's going to take. It wouldn't surprise me if one of them decides to switch sooner rather than later. No. I agree because You know what happen you know Say, for example, ComBank goes Apple Pay. Westpac and NAB customers might think, well, stuff them, I'm going to the Commonwealth Bank. They, they, they might no. have a rush. If that was going to happen, ANZ – I mean, ANZ has had, and they've confirmed, but- a customer growth as a result of yeah. Apple Pay, okay. right? Okay. But – so, but they would be out of those, let's call them the big four, mm. would ANZ be probably the smaller of all those four? I think it might be third. Third, there you go. So, you go. so I agree
0: with you. The reason I said one in twenty seven is because I think one will come. I think the others will end up having to come, but I think well, one will break away, but I still, th- I think that's months away, six months away, and I yeah. think then it's
1: three months worth the negotiations for the other ones I, to join no, anyway. No, I, I, my, my prediction is they'll probably within weeks of each other go to Apple Pay. Okay. They don't, I don't think they want to be the one that, that was the holdout. They don't want to suffer to be the last cab. They want to be well, the last one.
0: Let, let me put this very clearly to the PR representatives at Westpac, <laughs> NAB and Commonwealth. If you think my story is going to be congratulations, Commonwealth It's Lancashire. going to be about I'm going to say about friggin' time, time, you useless yeah. bunch of <laughs> banking executives.
1: I mean, that's simple as that, right? It's yeah, just ridiculous true, that they're holding true. out. Absolutely right. And, as I said, all the reaction has been, damn, when is my bank going to do this? Yeah. yeah. Two blokes talking tech.
0: Well, Stephen, a uh, couple of great reviews, uh, both of which I've had a good look at too. So these are the reviews are available at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Uh, your views, though, are your own.
1: The HP uh, <laughs> Spectre. X360, very nice laptop. Anyone who's a fan of the show suits you, you know what suits, do you? The main character, his name's Harvey Specter, and I kept thinking this would be the laptop that Harvey Specter would use, the HP Specter. The X360, well, calling it a laptop, I think, is kind of underplaying it because this is a device that's got a touchscreen, 13.3-inch full HD touchscreen. It's also got a... uh, a chrome hinge so that you, the, the keyboard, it can sit like a normal laptop, but it can also be bent over into a tent, into a stand, and also folded over so it can be a laptop. So in terms of versatility, massive tick there. Uh, when I first looked at this device, though, because it's had pretty thin bezels either side, I thought it was a 12-inch screen. And because it was a lot smaller than what you'd expect a 13-inch screen to be, yeah. this is 13.3. So when I first looked at it, I said, "Is that? That's only 12 inch I said, "No, it's 13-inch, 13.3." And the reason is because of those thinner bezels. Although there is a massive space underneath the screen, there's a massive bezel on the bottom edge of the screen. That if they do want to reduce the size of the product, they could easily do that there. Uh, and it's it's pretty thin. It's only thirteen point eight millimeters thick. Weighs one point of just under one point three kilos as well. So if you want to take this out and about, it's a it's a it's a pretty good candidate for that. What's most impressive is the battery life. Oh, the battery what? life's amazing. Yes. Like they're saying fifteen hours. Like I, I think I went through two full days working on it, and I needed a charge sort of the towards the end of the second day which is very impressive. If you're, if you're on the go, uh, far away, like if you're traveling on an, on yeah. on long flights, this is going to really stay by your side. The sound quality too. It's got the Bang & Olufsen speakers in it too. Excellent. The quad speakers on, on top pointing up above the they keyboard are, they Brilliant. It really sounds excellent. Uh, one, A couple of little gripes I had. One was there's no uh, SD card slot, no mm. memory card slot. Or diddums. Well, I think, look, that, that to me, I reckon for some customers, that's a deal breaker. They they, they do want, especially you think of the, the customer who would use that, a lot of them would be photographers, a lot of them would be other people. Even like if you fly a drone, you've got a micro SD card, you can download your content. That, uh, not there, although you do get your USB 3.0 and two USB-C um, ports as well. Uh, the other thing, as I mentioned earlier, the bezel below the screen, like they, they make a big deal about saying how thin the bezel is left and right of the screen. There's still massive room top and bottom of the screen. Of course, probably required, but in future I think there's a bit of room to make that it even smaller. But in terms of versatility uh, and power, and that battery is just fantastic, mm. the uh, the Spectre X360, priced from $2,499, not cheap but very capable laptop. It's got plenty of going for it under the hood, so can handle uh, anything you throw at it. Uh, it. It is a very versatile product that can be used in a variety of ways. Cracking good little product. Techguide.com.au.
0: And Stephen... Oh, I mean, it's not an, actually an industry ripe for disruption, but uh, Logitech have dis- disrupted themselves because they make most of the uh, point- pointers in most uh, boardrooms around the country.
1: But, not like but this their way. spotlight is. So cool. It, this is a slick device mm-hmm. and I actually use this, uh, shout out to the uh, Sydney Rotary Club. I did speak there the other day and used the Logitech Spotlight to, uh, control my presentation. It works with Mac, Windows, also works with iOS and Android. So it, you can connect to the computer using either a USB receiver or via Bluetooth. Mm. And the, it works with Keynote, uh, PowerPoint, all your major presentation software. You do need to install, uh, a a spotlight setting so that you can uh, have things like a timer and you can, you can use things like magnification. There's a great feature where you aim at a certain portion of the screen, press the top button and it magnifies the part of the screen that you happen to be pointing at. It essentially works like a Wii remote or a
0: a LG magic remote. And, and yeah, the mouse moves over the screen and you
1: highlight it instead of using one of those laser pointers. Instead of using a laser pointer, which is a little bit 1980s. uh, You can use, you can use the, uh, the magnification and uh, really Slick de- device too, and, and the battery lasts for up to three months on a full charge, Not, uh, unless you're presenting twenty-eight times a day. <laughs> the uh, the the Logitech Spotlight. Uh, ha- is is really slick to hold. It's got the the big central button is obviously to move forward, but you can also move backwards. And there's you can even there is mo there is uh, you can have an on on screen cursor to do things like play videos. Mm-hmm. There's also gesture controls to re- to control the volume of your videos and stuff as well. So you
0: can uh, you can customize the buttons for a long press to be a certain certain yeah. thing. So you can customize the thing in such a great way. Um, and the USB dongle sticks in the bottom really nicely, and you never lose it. USB-C charge. It's a
1: great little product. It is $199.95. And if you're into if you if you're into presenting, like my thinking is that. If you can take one, like a, a, giving a presentation is not easy. Like there's a bit of work, you've got to make the presentation, you got to you got to make check it, make sure it's good, and then you've got to present it. So if you can take one of those little things, if you can make yourself a little bit more comfortable for your presentation, for your performance, it's going to go a long way. And this is a, a way of helping you do that. So it gives you peace of mind that you're going to have full control over your presentation and worth spending the money. Logitech Spotlight, one ninety nine ninety five. Check it out. TechEye.com.au.
0: Oh, what added value we give our listeners these days. Remember when this was a 30-minute show?
1: Yeah, I, I can't remember actually. can't remember that far back. Has it ever been 30? Did we ever remember do? Remember we used to use Skype? I remember Skype, yeah. It was, uh, it was an effort. Started using it? FaceTime. FaceTime, yeah. We... You just couldn't get
0: your… Crap together here. Well, and know,
1: studio wouldn't well, work. And- my my upload speeds. You know, it goes back to that. One. But what, once we both get the NBN, and you'll have it sooner than me. Well, you don't want to see me anymore. Oh, no, well I just said we, we should maybe give that a crack. Where the the speeds might the upload speeds will will well, work fine.
0: Screw you, oh, whatever. Be,
1: well, look, wait When you're jet setting around the world and you haven't got time to do a podcast, then <sighs> we can certainly jump on the phone. But we have done, and we mentioned this last week. It is, I think, eighteen months since we committed to doing. Face well, can't to face. I remember the last time we typed a rundown up and emailed it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, me neither. It's been it's been about a year and a half. I think it was from from CES 2016 where we decided that you know what, it's better in person. Mm-hmm. We want to give the best value to our listeners, give them the best quality we can. Although yeah. there was there was a, a, a bit of a tweet tonight. Uh, Is Andrew not happy? Sorry, yeah, mate. Jeez. Talking, from a sound snob talking about he. Would you go back to having a mic each or? Put the mic in in between you. Just for your information, what was his name, that guy? Yeah, it's Andrew. Andrew. Just for your information, Andrew, Trevor holds the microphone, not me, okay? So if you have any kind of sound issue, blame Trevor. Stephen can't be trusted, okay?
0: (laughs) Also, Andrew, he's a a top bloke, so he he won't be offended by this, but it's free, mate. What, do you want your money back? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> or if you want to send us some money, we can, yeah. we can make it even better for you. Yeah.
0: Well, I'd happy to set up a Patreon thing, but you know what's embarrassing about those Patreon things? What is the Patreon well, thing? What have you that? seen those patrons it's where people say, oh, please give me money every oh, month? Okay, yeah, and yeah. people donate like $2 a month. And then yeah. you, you publicise it and there's like 20 people giving you money. You look like a complete loser.
1: Yeah. We don't want to look like losers. Well,
0: maybe so. to take donations. There's a PayPal donation button on my website. Is it really? At the bottom of every article, it says, buy Trevor a drink, click here, yeah, and I've you can PayPal that. me I've money. I've that,
1: and I haven't clicked on it, mate. Many, oh, yeah, many, many, many people clicking on it, mate.
0: Have you had the odd oh, man, oh, You know what? It's the it's the loveliest. I'm not. I'm genuinely not pushing for it right now, yeah. but it is the loveliest thing to randomly get an email that says, yeah. you know, John bought you a drink, and it's like 10 bucks or something. It's yeah, like, yeah. that's awesome. Good on you, man.
1: That's awesome. Jeff, is it clear that, mate, or? How does that work? Not that not the, not the ATO is listening. Jeez. <laughs> it's only 10 bucks. Jeez. Come on, mate. It's $20.
0: bucks. <laughs> uh, i am not exactly paying the mortgage <laughs> off these podcasts. And right? just in
1: case, our friends at the ATO, we love you, so don't be looking too close yeah. at us, okay?
0: Yeah, just look at Stephen's lease arrangements <laughs> for his car. <laughs>
1: hey, that's all above board, mate. That's all above board. Yeah, your account. Come at me. Come you at me. No I've issues with your accountant, is there? <laughs> <laughs> No comment. No comment. <laughs>
0: Two Blokes Talking Tech will be back again next week if Stephen clears his schedule for the one hour that I'm available. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading.
1: <laughs> Catch you next week. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen